Today's show is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Go to AdamandEve.com right now and you'll get 50% off just about any item. All you have to do is enter the code word GLORY, G-L-O-R-Y, at checkout. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 481 of Cognitive Dissonance. And we didn't. Just end the previous episode seconds before. We did not. And we, we are not, not about to record an intro for next week's episode <laughs> immediately subsequent to this one. <laughs> the magic of editing. Do you actually believe in the ladder to heaven? If heaven is an eight-year-old boy and the ladder is my penis and the pearly gates are the... All right, this story comes from the friendly atheist. Uh, <clears throat> Georgia GOP lawmaker used legal loophole to help molesting priests avoid prison. Oh, that's nice of him to do. Yeah, so... This is about a guy, uh, Ohio preacher Jason Brothers, and Ohio preacher Jason Brothers raped a 14-year-old girl when okay. she got up in the middle of the night to get a drink of water. Yeah, uh, who was uh, who was in a wheelchair due to his cerebral palsy, asked her for a hug, and then raped her. So he's in a wheelchair, I guess, and then... Raped a 14-year-old girl. Yeah, so... Okay. Yeah. Tricked her and raped her. So, nice. yeah, all right. So, obviously, what happened next is he was tried and convicted and served time in prison for raping a child, right? Right, Cecil? sure. That's what. That's normally what would happen. That would be That if would be the path you would follow. Republican House Speaker David Ralston didn't get involved. You see, uh, Ralston was actually the guy in charge of prosecuting or bringing the case for prosecution. So what he did is he used a loophole that allowed him to delay the trial as often as he wanted, as long as he was on state business. Oh, so he delayed that trial intentionally by claiming he was unavailable because he was on state business. That state business, by the way, often being fundraising yeah. and campaigning. Campaigning, yeah. For six fucking years. Mm. And then mm -hmm. the girl, of course, in this case, then forgets some of the things because it's been so long. So right. then her case starts to unravel and they eventually just don't decide not to go against him. I think they decided on a plea deal. They, they agreed to like, have someone do a plea deal because they just were like, I don't think that we can remember all this stuff and we don't know that we can nail him to the wall. So instead he just gets to spend four years in his house. Yep. Yeah, the case was weakened yeah. by the by aging the case yeah. out. And I don't even know if it's four years in his house. It's just four years on probation. So like wherever he wants, you know, you're just on probation. So it doesn't matter. I want to read this part. Um, the two complaints of the State Bar of Georgia filed by victims in other cases have accused him of campaigning and fundraising when he told judges he couldn't come to court, Ralston has denied that practice, telling the Augusta Chronicle he'd think about stopping, quote, if George Soros were promised that he will not send any more money into Georgia. That, so is that a non sequitur? I think that's the, the definition of a non sequitur. Non -sequitur. Yeah. yeah. I will stop delaying cases and not bringing cases to trial where young people are raped. If George Soros doesn't 
So basically saying like, look, I want the Republicans to win. I don't want interference in the elections by Democratic fundraisers. And so my strategy is to not persecute rape victims. <laughs> That's really, there's, right? Where there's am I missing? There, what part am I mischaracterizing? I don't know, but it feels like those push pins and yarn don't really fit together. <laughs> it feels like one should be on a different wall. I'll be horrible until you like me better. Yeah. <laughs> Fundraise campaign. I will be horrible. I will be worse every day until you like me better, Cecil. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. That's my strategy to get people to like me. <laughs> you know, the Republican Party has been this. They keep saying over and over, we're the party of law and order. Right. And if I were running against this guy, the first thing I would do is I would put this on blast on the, you know, on the, the anti, what, is, what do they call it? The, the attack ad. I would put an attack ad out that says, this guy right. let out a, a rapist <laughs> from the jail because he delayed it because he was campaigning. You know, like I would do one of those. Like I would do like, and if you don't, you're stupid because this guy, this guy clearly is. And they, if they're filing multiple cases, that means he's not just doing it once. He's doing it all the time. Yeah. But you got to figure he's a Republican in Georgia. So he wins no matter what. I get what. it. I get it. Like you could put an attack ad out that had him saying yeah. it. Like the attack yeah. ad could be like, this ad brought to you by me. Yeah. I'm the worst, <laughs> but I'm Republican. Yeah. Brought to you by Georgia. <laughs> We're all Republicans I, now. Georgia approves this message. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. They don't give a shit how you fuck that peach down in Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> like age, like right, not right. They do not give a fuck. And it's interesting because it's in in contrast to this case. Indeed, this is from uh, Los Angeles CBS. Judge denies bail to church leader accused of sex acts against children. Wow, thank goodness. So this guy's a fucking monster of a human being. He's charged with rape and other sexual acts against children. He was originally held on a $50 million bail. They thought he was a flight risk um, and that the in information provided by the victims was very detailed. And he used his religious power and authority in order to victimize these young girls. That's what he used yeah. to help influence and to groom them. Yeah, to specifically right. do it, yeah. Right. And so when it came time uh, to ask for bail, the judge was like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you for asking. That is never going to happen. Absolutely not. That's how it's done. That's yeah. how it should be done. Yeah, this is a great case in to look at in comparison. Um We'll point out that this guy is brown and the other one is not. So that's maybe true. Maybe that's something. I'm also but he's brown in Los Angeles yeah. where like everybody's brown, <laughs> right? I will say this. I am relieved that there are only two child exploitation by religion or uh, stories at all in America right now. That's, I'm glad <laughs> that's the only that two? there's only two, <laughs> that there's not another hundred to, oh, God. you know, several hundred stories out there of this happening over and, and over, over and, and over. over. I mean, there, there's, there's tons of stuff that we don't even cover every week. Oh yeah. I usually don't grab these stories except for I grab these. I thought that they were at, you know, a yeah. nice contrast. Yeah. With one another. Yeah. Right. But normally yeah. that you start, you just, there's, there's nothing to say anymore. No, no, it's, it's all, it's all been said. The only thing I hope is that we're, I, I, I do genuinely hope that we're moving. I don't think we're there yet, obviously from the first story, but I think that we're we're moving into a space where this kind of um, abuse will be treated as intolerable 
it's it's interesting because I think that there's been for years there's been a rhetoric around the intolerability of the sexual abuse of children. But then our actions don't belie that same rhetoric. We have, you know, huge organizations like the Catholic Church um, and the followers of the Catholic Church and then many other governmental institutions that seem to um, aid and abet these predators. Right. um, And that give very light sentences that, you know, compared to other much less serious, much less violent crimes. Yeah. Um, just just recently, there was that judge who got, uh, I think he resigned or got fired. Yeah, he left. He quit. Yeah. quit. Yeah. And he said, well, I don't want to, I don't want a too harsh a sentence on this rapist because he comes from a good family. He comes from a good family and he might get into a good school one day. Right. Yeah. He, he had good grades. He came from a good family. So I don't want to ruin his life. Yeah. That means a white family, by the way. Yeah, I right. point that out. Yeah. yeah. And he's a rapist. So it's still built into the system. There's, yeah. there's a tremendous amount of misogyny and excusing and apologetic bullshit right, around right. sexual crime. Right. But I do think that the public sentiment has completely turned and there's a lot more attention. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of intolerance for leeway in these cases. I think it's, it's interesting to see people's attitudes, especially when it comes to like the Catholic church, where there still is a large contingent of people who either don't believe it or don't think it's that big a deal. There are still a you know a relatively large contingent of people who are not you know like if when they interview these people yeah. they interview these people especially when they're standing out there on vigil for their their leader their church leader who's under suspicion or who is you know in custody or something and they'll interview these people and the way they talk about it is like oh they're blowing it out of proportion or I would this preacher would never do that that's just it, there's no way he would do it so they don't believe the victims at all right and. You know, I think you're right. I think there is something that is pushing the public consciousness. Maybe it's the Me Too movement. Maybe it's, you know, just, you know, paying attention to these things more closely, but it is pushing the consciousness away from that. But you will still find people who are in total denial. Their their preacher or their priest could never do this sort of thing. I I just find that astonishing, given everything that we know. That, those are people that have picked their side before oh, yeah. they have all the information. Yeah. Yeah, they do that with intelligent design, too. (laughs) I, for one, believe that if Saddam Hussein were an eight-year-old boy and my penis were the United States, then there would... Hard nipples! God damn it. What the fuck, man? This is from Right Wing Watch. Uh, The Q in LGBTQ means protecting people who want to have sex with minors, says Matt Staver. And this is, Tom, you're going to have to read this one, too. This is just a quote from him. So he says... They're trying to use their corporate clout to send a message to the United States Supreme Court to do what the Equality Act would do. And that is elevate sexual orientation and gender identity. And that's the whole spectrum, by the way. That's a huge spectrum, which includes gender identity, includes minor attracted individuals. That's not. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, no. Now, what is that? That's someone who believes that sex with minors is okay, that it should not be stigmatized or criminalized, that having multiple relationships, not being monogamous is okay. So like in Jeffrey Epstein, is that what we're talking about? So I think one thing I want to stop here is, is saying like, He's conf- he's conflating yeah. being non-monogamous yeah. in the same sentence yeah. as having sex with minors. These guys don't understand at all, like that there is a continuum of sexual behaviors, some of which involve consenting adults, yeah, and are therefore nobody's fucking business but right, the people right. engaging in them, right? And then behaviors which involve non-consenting 
minors or non-consenting adults, which have a moral and thus legal component. It's the easiest distinction in the world to right. make. But this guy is like, is he really as worried about an open relationship that somebody else is in as he is the same amount of worried of somebody having sex with a minor? Because it's smushing them into the same sentence. If they're in the same sentence, that just shows how uptight you are about just monogamous relationships, yep. let alone. So it's you putting your, you know, just throwing your insecurities out into the world, casting them out like a Thank net. Thank you, yeah. Don't, yeah, I read this and I'm like, dude, just ask your wife if she's fucking someone else. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Just, have a con have an adult conversation gotta, with someone else. Yeah, you gotta don't, get in there. You're worried. Don't punish all these other people in the world because you, you know, because you're basically trying to convince a voting block here. That's right. what you're trying to do. The ultimate, the ultimate uh goal of this is for him to convince a voting block to make sure that that things like Equality Act don't go through or are overturned, right? So he's that's his main goal. And so he's trying to punish. And like an entire group of people who may or may not think monogamy is a good idea, he's trying to punish all those people. And he's using uh, sex with minors or pedophilia, you know, sex with children as a way to say, oh, you know, that's also this in the same ballpark. And you it's know, unbelievable. And they're going to say the same, you know, they, they do the same thing yeah. though when they start ballparking, you know, pedophilia with, uh, they'll ballpark it with sex with, uh, uh, you know, ran like random objects as right. well as sex with dogs. And, you know, the, they, they, they lump it all together. Yeah. They lump it all together into one big group. Because in their mind, there's only one kind of good fucking, right? right. In their mind, right. the only good fucking is, you know, standard man, woman, missionary, procreative fucking. Right. That's exactly. the only morally yeah. good fucking. With the lights off. Right. And both of us praying for our souls. <laughs> that's the only way to actually have fuck. Lay back and don't yeah. enjoy this. <laughs> like exactly. <laughs> don't worry, it'll be over quick. Don't. I don't want you to enjoy a moment of this. And she's like, and I certainly won't get you ready. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, honey, I haven't enjoyed a moment of this since the fucking day we got together. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just love my country, and I fear for it. History comes from Right Wing Watch. Glenn Beck is planning to renew America's covenant with God. All right. Well, let's, we're going to play. We're not going to play all this. It's two minutes. And the, the second half of this is not great, but the first half is just weird. I told uh, Tim two months ago, a uh, month ago, I don't know when I told you, um, that uh, I was going to do something uh, big, uh, a restoring event next summer. And I have felt strongly that it is supposed to be a renewal of the covenant. Oh, so okay. you're going you're gonna to recut off your foreskin? Is that what you're going to do? <laughs> I have questions about this. <laughs> and I have genuine questions about this. I thought the covenant was after, I thought we got a rainbow out of the deal. Mm. I thought the covenant, I could be mistaken, but I thought the covenant was where God was like, all right, I killed everybody but Noah. And then we repopulated the earth with your weird incest children. And like, right, sure. And so I gave you a rainbow to totally promise I wouldn't do that again. Okay. That's your covenant. To, what is my covenant back to you? It's cutting, Does, your, cutting your part of your dick off. Is it? I think it is. Oh. I think it's, I think it's the, the force. So they weren't cutting dick chunks off before the ark? 
I don't think so, no. I think the first person to do it was Abraham. That's the give and take there, huh? I'm guessing. I don't know this. I don't know this. That had to be a weird thing that would be like. It's got to be a weird ask. Yeah. It's got to be a strange ask. Hey, you know what I, you know, look, I know we're friends. But give me your calamari ring. We've been friends for a long time. (laughs) But is there any way that you can cut off a portion of your sexual organ? You know, that thing that that feels really good when you, you know, let her go. I need some of that. Mm-hmm. I need like the end part, the most sensitive part. If you could cut off, cut near the most sensitive part. Also like old timey when they used to cut out the old, like, uh-uh, hard no. Who the fuck no. would be like, oh yeah, it'd be a soft, <laughs> it's a soft no forever after that. What What's the yeah. diff? Like, didn't they just like take a, like their version of a knife, which is like a, Right, angry but, rock or but something. Did, I don't know that they did it when you were a baby, so you would. Holy forget shit! It. I don't think so. They did it as a grown up. I think they got it as a grown up, like post pubescent, uh, probably. <gasps> you know what? Actually, now that I, I take that back, I think they did do it as a baby because I I remember someone had told me a story about, I guess at a certain age, a baby's dick clots better. Okay, so that than like grown up dick, than so like, like grown up less cock, vascular, right? And so it clots better and it heals faster than a than a grown-up dick. And so that was proof to a lot of people that that there was a God is that he wanted the piece of the cock and they cut it off and they didn't kill the kid. The kid didn't bleed to death because again, that's another thing I heard. I, there's so many fucking Bible myths that I hear that just like wash over because I never read the fucking thing. So I don't know all the pieces of it. And so I know I read that so, or heard that someone, someone t- told that to me once, so. The whole promise is just the tip. It's the tip. It's just the tip. It's just the tip, just once. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, and you immediately, and I said to you, I think you need to be there. You need to at least be on the the board, if you will, to help shape it because- Yeah, you're going to need to shape it because if you cut it off a second time, you're going to have to shape it a little. Oh, there's no second make, time. Yeah. Like I need all well, these no, he's saying he's going to go, go for the covenant again. So you got to cut off another piece of it at this well, point. What do you like? Are we still going dick pieces at this point? I think so. It's Glenn Man. Beck. Absolutely. He's a giant dick. You could just talk, talk, cut off his ear. <laughs> Any part of you him. cut off his ear and it'd be, I think God would take it. God Man. would be like, that's currency. That's fine. I could watch. I could watch my children plummeting into the fucking lake of hell. And he'd be like, well, you got to cut off a piece of your dick. He'd be like, bye, kids. <laughs> bye. I was thinking about God using these as currency, right? He's got all these little things. He pulls out his coin purse. And <laughs> he just said, pulls out a couple. Here's a couple. Here, here you go. Here's a tip for you. Well, you know, the thing <laughs> is like. a tip for you. Tip coin uh, is really trading well these days up in heaven. Coin. Exactly right. We have to repeat Washington and Lincoln. We have to do it right. Um, and we as a people need to gather together. You got to gather it together to cut it. That's how it works. You got to gather, that, right? gather yeah. it, and then snip it. It's going to take snip a it fucking gathering to get it mine if you got snip, a knife. Snip it in the butt. Especially if you cut it twice already. Jesus. Jesus. Okay, fucking wearing this thing down to the Jeez. nub. This is like a, like, what are you, a Bond villain? What are you doing to me? <laughs> a one, a two, a three. Well, I also like, we have to repeat Washington and Lincoln. They're 16 presidents apart. They didn't hang out together. They weren't <laughs> contemporaries. It's funny that they jump right to there. They're a hundred years apart. What yep. the fuck? Yeah, there. 
1770 yeah. whatever to 1860 whatever. Yeah. They're like 90 years. They're not contemporaries. Well, what do they have to say? Well, they didn't say anything together. <laughs> they weren't making a totes promise at the same time. <laughs> what? And do it. So next summer, we're going to do it. Um, there's a lot of stuff that has to happen in between to be able to get there. Ain't no problem to yeah. get that done. <laughs> That's in between. <laughs> there you go. Will you look at those morons? I paid my taxes over a year ago. Dad, that was last year's taxes. You have to pay again this year. No, because you see, I went ahead and... Oh! <laughs> this story comes from ABC. A Christian family who argued that taxes were against God's will ordered to pay $2.3 million tax bill. Uh, Tasmanian family has been ordered to pay more than $2 million to the Australian taxation office after like failing to pay... Bucks. <laughs> like 10 bucks. Come on. <laughs> after failing to pay income tax on the grounds that it goes against God's will. Um, so that didn't work because that's stupid. Um, and that argument makes no sense. Um, in their submissions, they said the taxation law was contrary to the law of God. He said... We believe the Constitution affirms the fact that the Commonwealth resides within the jurisdiction of the law of the Almighty God, and the law of the Almighty God is the supreme law of the land. And in his mind, he's like, yeah, that means I'm not paying you taxes. And he also was like, I have a family history of not paying you yeah, taxes. Yeah. And at some point, Australia's like, great story. Everybody pays the tax man. They they did kind of try to humor him though at a certain point to like point to the part in the Bible that says that you don't have to do this. Like they're yeah. like, you know, find a passage that says that. It's like fucking who the fuck cares whether there's a passage. You write whatever the fuck you want down. Everybody's got to pay taxes. Who gives a shit what your magic book says? Nobody cares, I, especially in Australia. Yeah, I know. I thought it was weird that they were attempting to adjudicate it, even using that as like, because what if the guy had pointed to a passage? Yeah. Was he then going to be like, okay, but I'm I'm going to call up render unto Caesar, like as my next witness? Yeah. Like, the, what, what are you talking about? Everybody pays the tax man. I always am kind of blown away too, because like these people like never want, like the Republicans and like the far right people never want to pay their fair share in taxes. Right. They never want to pay their fair share in taxes. They want to always constantly try to cheat the system or get lower taxes. They're like those assholes that you go out to dinner with and then they like order lobster and then they want to split the bill. Like, <laughs> I know, right? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I ordered a fucking cheeseburger. You ordered a lobster fucking sandwich between two filet mignons <laughs> and you want to split the bill with me? Fuck you, asshole. Okay, I don't want to split the bill, but I would like your restaurant recommendation <laughs> where I can get that sandwich. <laughs> Sandwich is so a lobster smashed between two, and you're just dipping it in drawn butter. Just... <laughs> what kind of attack? Attack, Larry. Anthrax, a bomb. I don't know. You know, it could be something crazy. Who knows? And this is. They said it's like 90% sure that something's going to go down. This weekend is a big NRDC benefit that we've been working what? on for months, and what? Alanis Morissette is going to be there. I mean, I'm just, I'm thinking out loud. I just. What? Why don't we call I'm, the terrorists what? and ask them, could they pick another weekend that's more suited for you? Postpone the benefit. Let's get out of here. I thought I'd never say this, but Larry's right. All right, this story comes from Right Wing Watch. This is Josh Berenstein Bear. Representative Ellen Omar is a jihadist terrorist who should be charged with treason. Okay. Well, here we go, buddy. All right. Well, this is yeah. this is Josh. 
He should be charged with a fucking hair club. Like, God, get an so eyebrow. Creepy Jesus looking. Christ. Yeah, so like the guy is bald. Fine, you know, that, that's all right. But he's also like weirdly hairless until he gets to his chinny chin yeah, chinular right. area. Yeah, yeah. And then he's got like the kind of like shitty neck scruff of like somebody who washes dishes at an Applebee's. <laughs> You know, it's like he's trying to make a statement with pubic hair. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of what he's. He like did it. He did one of those right. like uh, hair transplants, yeah. like right from the wrong spot. Ball transplant for men. Here we, <laughs> we had Ilhan Omar laughing about Al Qaeda, a sworn enemy of the United States. People that you fucking Putin, Trump and Putin got together a while back. Do you remember this? Mm -hmm. Trump and Putin got together and one and, and he said something like. Whatever you do, don't meddle in my election. Wink, wink, wink. And then they both had a laugh about it. Right. This is an enemy of the United States that we're laughing with. So if if, if either we can or we can't laugh with them, right? Which one is it? Yeah. It's again, it's, oh, but you can laugh with Putin, but you can't do it with this other guy. Even if it's true, what he said. I, I, I yeah. don't think that it's true. Even like, if it's true. Yeah. Even if it is true. Right. But I, I read an article recently about the, the smears on Omar. Yeah. And they are horrifyingly out of oh, context. Oh, they're out of, they're completely they out of are, context. Ugh. So I'm going to read a little bit here. Here's what she's laughing at. This person mused about how Americans use Arabic names for violent negative entities like Al-Qaeda rather than translating them into English. Omar responded that the use of Arabic names was a product of media sensationalism. When a word is said with such intensity, she said that people think it must hold a bigger meaning. Then she spoke about a college class she said she took on terrorist ideology. See, she said laughing that the professor reacted with a particular body language whenever he said the name Al-Qaeda. The thing that was interesting in the class was that every time the professor said Al-Qaeda, he sort of like, his shoulders went up, she said. After some banter with this guy, she concluded, you don't say America with an intensity. You don't say England with that intensity. You know, you don't say the army with that intensity, but you say these names because you want that word to carry weight. And so that's what they were laughing at. She says, so yes, a lot of it's diluted. I think when you hear a lot of people speaking in Arabic, you know, suspicion arises. So that's what that's what they were laughing at. They're, you know, when they're not laughing at Al-Qaeda, they're not no. laughing about the idea of Al-Qaeda. <clears throat> they're laughing about how somebody else is interpreting the word Al-Qaeda and then changing their posture and body language to give it more gravity than right. it needs. And she's not even decrying that, right. right? What she is is she's noticing how these words affect our behavior. Right. Like, and how the use of language is impactful in conveying emotions right. in subtle ways right. in, a, in addition to explicit ways. The thing is, she's a fucking brilliant person. Yeah. When you listen to this person speak, she's fucking brilliant. And that's kind of a problem for her. She speaks in ways that are very nuanced all the time. If you cut and paste oh, yeah. the shit she says, which is all these guys do, the only juice they've ever gotten on her is like, yeah, if I take, if I take a snippet here and a snippet there yeah. and I take it totally out of context, it looks rough. Some people did something is the other thing that they go after her for. And it's, um, here's the actual quote that she had said. Here's the truth. Far too long we have lived with the discomfort of being a second-class citizen, and frankly, I'm tired of it. Every single Muslim in this country should be tired of it. CARE was founded after 9-11 because they recognized that some people did something and all of us were starting to lose access to our civil liberties. So you can't just say that today someone is looking at me strange that I'm going to try to make myself look pleasant. You have to say, this person is looking at me strange. I'm not comfortable with it. I'm going to go talk to them and ask them why, because that's a right you have. 
And she's talking about how people perceive Muslims after 9-11. They immediately say all Muslims are bad, right? Um, That's not to say that Islam isn't bad. And you and I on this show have said many times how bad Islam is, right? right. Both of us are, you know, anti-Islam just as much as we are anti-Christianity. But the fact is, is that there's plenty of people out there that are believers of this faith that are, that are not, that are nonviolent. They're nonviolent people. They're just, they're just, that's what they believe in. Just like there's nonviolent Christians, non, you know, that the same thing happens. But the fact here, when she says some people did something and they're starting to make us lose access to our civil liberties, they cut that out and they make it sound like she's saying, I, I agree. I don't think 9-11 was a big deal because I said some people did something instead of immediately caught like denouncing it as, as Islamic terror because that's what they want to hear you say. They want to hear her say that's Islamic terror. And if she doesn't say that, then what she is is a terrorist. Well, and it's crazy because like they just keep asking her the same shit. Like they, they keep asking her again and again to denounce Islam or, or to denounce terrorism, to denounce uh, female genital mutilation to, she's done all of these things time and time and time and time again. And she can't get away and get into substantive issues, which are her job to address. Right. All that the media seems to want to do is get her on record putting her fucking foot in her mouth. Right. And she's not doing it. Yeah. And so in order for them to get something on her, they have to um they, they have to snippet this stuff. And they just keep asking her the same fucking repetitive questions over and over. The amount of hate that she gets Us. over the other four horsemen of the apocalypse or whatever they're <laughs> called, the squad, the amount of hate she gets in, in comparison. My, you know, I was on Facebook and there was a fight going on. Uh, my brother had posted something and a bunch of people that he knows had started posting stuff. And the idiotic shit that they post, that's the far right generated um, bullshit that they're, you know, that they're making up about these people to smear them is abhorrent. They're calling her a terrorist. Like, she's a terrorist. She works with terrorists. She needs to, they're like, she needs to be shot. She needs to oh be killed. Oh my God, are you serious? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I've seen it. Come on. I've seen it. Uh, like, and it's, and it's awful. Come on. And you're like, okay, yeah, okay. That's where we're at now. That's where we're at now. They think she's so horrible that she needs to be murdered. That want to kill us and have killed Americans. She laughs about them. She said on 9-11, right? Some people did something. Yeah, people that you probably knew and supported. Okay, Jihad Omar. Uh, and then- Because all Muslims know each other. Yes, absolutely. Hey, you know Muslim Joe, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Muslim Joe from Mogadishu? You know him, right? <laughs> He's got a thing on his head sometimes. Where is it? Nice white shirt, long button-down shirt he wears. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it. You know, you guys all look alike. Yeah. So like, I assume I can just know one of you. <laughs> And that's the same as knowing all of it. He's got a beard. <laughs> <laughs> Takes his shoes off inside. Yeah. Very polite. Five times a day, he's busy. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, she supports care. She supports Hamas. She's always asking which ways. What's wrong with care? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, like she supports care. What the fuck is wrong with care? Yeah. That's the thing too, is that they, they, they will associate. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're a Muslim organization, they're going to immediately. I know. Supports Hezbollah. She supports the Muslim Brotherhood. She probably supports ISIS, right? How do you know any of this? She stuff? Probably does. I like that she's. What is she walking around with a Muslim Brotherhood shirt? Like, I love their second album, The Muslim Brotherhood. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking baller. Let me tell you. She's gonna go ahead and rampantly yeah. speculate. Uh, so here's some things that are true because I think maybe they are. Yeah. <laughs> That's how truth works. Clearly, she uh, argued for leniency uh, on some ISIS fighters. 
So this is an infiltrator. This is somebody that's not a member of Congress. No, no she's, she's legitimately, she's a, member legitimately a member of Congress. Did you see that when she was uh, coming back that she had a bunch of people come out and like after yeah. the president that, that send her back stuff went out, she came back and a bunch of people in her district just came out to the airport just to greet her and say how much they liked her. Yeah, they said, welcome back and all yeah. this. And then Trump said that that was a staged media event. Yeah. He tweeted out that like, the legitimate outpouring of support from her constituents when she returned home, he said that that was fake and it was faked for the media. That makes, This is the world we're in. It makes him so mad I that know. somebody likes him. Oh, Somebody doesn't like him and likes her. Yeah. Somebody it, that, that makes him really upset. Yeah, because that's somebody, that's somebody who's not going to like, doesn't want to sit at his lunch table. Yeah. That's like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't want to sit at your... It's, this is like, yeah. he's like a junior high kid. He's seriously no different in his behavior than a shitty fucking 80s junior high kid from like a bad Cusack movie. <laughs> this is somebody that is a jihadist terrorist that is inside Congress, like a cancer is trying to- Like a cancer? Speaking of cancer, where the fuck are your eyebrows? <laughs> All right, Charlie Brown was speaking. Yeah. Please. Thank you. Wah, 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 wah. Can you turn on this hate-filled Caillou show for me, please? <laughs> This is like right-wing Caillou. Right-wing Caillou. That's, oh that's Josh Barrett's dude. Metastasize and spread her cancerous whatever, genes or whatever. Yeah, that's what metastasize means. Yeah. If you're going to use the word, you then don't have to define the word in your metaphor. That's why we use metaphors. <laughs> you don't use a metaphor so that you can then define the... I hate this, This man. is This is what you need to do. Ever ...to other members to infect the body of our government. She wants to kill Americans and American policy and American freedom and liberty and prosperity. She wants to kill all those things? Man. She wants to kill Americans. I like that he started with, she wants to kill Americans and our freedom and our policy. To be perfectly honest, I'm, all the other things are subordinate to the life, right? right. <laughs> so the life is the most important part. All right, I killed you, but yeah. then I took your freedom. You realize I wasn't using it anymore, really. That the, that the order in which they put them in is life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. <laughs> They're not like, look, it's pursuit of happiness, liberty, then life. That's, All right, we yeah. got, all right, we're going to take your life. But you can't take my freedom. No. You can be as happy as you want for three minutes, <laughs> but then I'm going to kill you. How's that? By spreading hatred, by spreading lies, by spreading disinformation, and basically supporting people that are against the United States. So for that alone, I think she's treasonous. I think that she should be brought up on charges of treason for her activities and her associations with known terrorist groups. Obviously, CARE is a terrorist group, and many of the- CARE is a terrorist group? Are they? Is CARE a terrorist group? It's the Council on American-Islamic Relations, Tom. How could it be terrorist? I have no idea how that's terrorist. Because it's not. Because it's not a terrorist organization. That's like saying, like, Amnesty International is a terrorist organization. <laughs> Southern Poverty Law Center is a terrorist organization. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe CARE has, you know, some policies that are like, look, if you want to join... There's an initiation. You have to wear this suicide vest. It's a single, yeah, single use initiation. Admittedly, admittedly, you don't get a lot of new members. Here's the thing: you're in you do get a for lot about a millisecond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'd like to welcome our new member. Thank you. <laughs> you got to change your Facebook status really fast. <laughs> you know, like you're in a relationship. It's complicated. It's complicated.
The others are terrorist groups. They are notified and they are designated as terrorist groups. And I think we ought to get serious about it, okay? Because these people have infiltrated our government, okay? They're, they weren't elected to represent us. They were selected to destroy us. Are we sure we're not talking about Trump here? I mean, because he wasn't elected by the people, right? He was elected by the Electoral College. And yeah, one could argue he's pretty much destroying he's us. Up. He's, he's pretty much up. destroying us. Like, I, I like that he's, she wasn't elected. Like, how would... How would the Muslim Brotherhood info like, okay, we're going to change in Minnesota. If Minnesota didn't want like, okay, there's a heavy, we're going to go ahead and make these adjustments and tap, tap, tap. All right, cool. Uh, it's a Muslim in Minnesota that's now in charge that nobody voted for. Right? What? You know what is alarming about this? Here you have an, uh, an, an example where just this week, Mueller comes out and says how rampant the election uh, meddling was by Russia. And these people don't even pay attention to it. Instead, they're blaming her for being selected by someone else. Right. They don't even pay attention to, you know, the FBI saying these things. And, you know, it's funny because when, when we were talking about Russia being a meddler in the election, long before any of this stuff even broke out, we were getting attacked for it. People yeah. were saying... You know, oh, that's such bullshit. They're going to laugh about this. Oh, you guys are skeptics, quote unquote skeptics. Give me a break. But what's really come to light is, is that Russia's been a, it, it's yeah. a, it's a big meddler in our election. Successful. Big meddler. enough, big enough to alarm Mueller and, and make him think this is the, the biggest, one of the biggest threats we've ever faced. Yep. And he said it out loud. Like, this is one of the biggest threats we've ever faced. I only that guy's. That guy is much for hyperbole. Yeah, right? that guy's not an alarmist, that guy's, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but here's an opportunity where, you know, we see this happen. We see it going on. And instead, what we do is, we're, these people are like, no, we're going to point to something else. They did the same thing when it came to like, you know, when they're talking about the, the pedophiles and they're, you know, like, oh, there's these pedophiles eating babies' faces off. And then you're like, oh, no, but the Catholic Church is doing that. Yeah. The Catholic Church is doing all that. And they're like, no, we're not paying attention to that. They find all these horrible stories and they try to pin them on somebody else when there already is somebody doing it, when there's already somebody who's in acting out in those ways, and then they just try to find somebody who they don't like so that they can pin it on them. Yeah, they're, they're smearing their enemies right. with whatever blood they've got. Yeah, right? it doesn't just matter. Like, and, it's not, and it's not even the, it's not even, it doesn't even fit. Like nope. you say, it's like, like there is no guy to, for the Muslim Brotherhood who's typing on a computer trying to get people in Minnesota to vote for. <laughs> for, for somebody that they are not interested yeah. in voting for. The alarmism around the fact that she's a Muslim is beyond ridiculous. Yeah. First of all, that this hedge fund billionaire got away with running an underage sex ring for years. And secondly, that he lived right across the road from Bill Cosby. Like, I don't know who the neighborhood watch is, but they're doing a shitty job. So this is Liz Ten Fingers. Eight Fingers. Eight Fingers croaking. Trump appointed Alex Acosta to force the media to cover Jeffrey Epstein's arrest. Okay, here so we go. Let's. If that made sense to you, I don't know what you should very do. Very different people. I'm not sure what you should do, actually. Very different people. I am going to talk first about Labor Secretary, President Trump's Labor Secretary, Alex Acosta, um, who is aligned with Jeff Epstein and helped him get off easily, reportedly. Well, okay, to be fair, it was all the underage girls that helped him get off. I don't know about easily, though. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, mean, 
I'm not sure how hard it was. <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> like pushing a rope uphill some days, you know? Did you hear what happened to him today? Yeah, he got beat up or, or he tried to hurt himself. Yeah. It's one or the other. We're not sure which. Right. But uh, but I guarantee that within a week, you're going to see these people all talking about how they tried to kill him in prison. So the government tried to kill I'm him sure. in prison. I, Even I, though he's completely isolated in a government cell and they could probably just walk in and turn off the camera and just murder him. But instead, you. they're going to be like, oh, they tried to kill him, but... They didn't kill him and he was huddled in a corner crying or whatever. And and they just left like the would be yeah. assassin. Yeah. The, I love that because like then the would be assassin hired by the government to break into the yeah. prison or whatever, like beats the shit out of him. It's like, all right, that's, that'll probably do it. Yeah. Or, or somehow it stops when you, you know, you're the guards and let's say they hired the guards to do it, to kill him right. or whatever. You know, you're just like somehow they just stopped in the middle. It doesn't even make any sense. But what, what, happened is, is he either hurt himself or another inmate hurt him. Right. Um, that I have not heard anything else. No, I don't think anything then. else has come out. So nothing else has come out, but he was injured somehow. Either he tried to kill himself and hurt himself or he, but he's also complaining about where he's at too. So another theory that came up right away was he's doing that so he can go somewhere else and not have to be in this shitty fucking position. Right. That's what he's doing is he's either trying to get in solitary or something to try to get away from being in that position. Right. So, so it's one or it's one of three options, you know, and also him doing it to himself. Yeah. I guess the two options of him doing it to himself is he's, his conscience is finally getting enough on him and he wants to kill himself or he's, or he's angling for yeah, another right. cell. So those are the two options there. And then the other option is someone's just like, you're like little girls. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then they beat the shit out of him. Either way, any world that has him, huddled in the fetal position, semi-conscious and injured is a world I want to live in. Yeah. I mean, sometimes this is the worst timeline. Other times it's not. So, <laughs> um, There's been a lot of confusion with that and why President Trump would appoint someone aligned with Jeffrey Epstein. And, you know... It's probably because he's incompetent, but other reasons may include that guy was a sycophant. Yeah, right. I, I let's, let's be real here. The, the heaviest likelihood is that powerful people know powerful people. Powerful people travel in power, power circles. And this is just one of the guys in one of these circles who got appointed by an incompetent tit of a man yeah. who appoints everybody. Everybody gets a shot at a Trump cabinet position. Yeah. Like, I just fucking, you walk up with a fucking deli counter taker. <laughs> like, fruk, okay, cool. Number 33, Awesome. Yeah. I'll be appointed in two weeks. Yeah. If you want the fucking communication director job, I think you just walk up, grab a Fisher Price microphone, yeah. you and sell, stand in the White House if, briefing room. If you sold Trump a cell phone, he probably asked you in the past to be the communication secretary. <laughs> Whenever President Trump does something that you can't understand or I can't understand, <laughs> then a wizard did it. <laughs> Here's the thing. Most of the things he does, I don't understand. This is going to be so amazing right now. I love when you have to explain. Cecil, we've known each other how long? Uh, we're at 23 years yeah. now. Have you ever had to start a sentence? Okay. Whenever Tom does something you don't understand <laughs> and then launch into an extended apologetics. I actually have to do that a lot. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Damn it. I should never whenever think, think about a good person. Whenever Tom takes his pants off. <laughs> okay. All right. But that those motivations are clear. <laughs> always, I always try to give it a few days because his actions don't don't always make sense at first, but if you give it a few days and 
But if you give it a few days and you heavily apply hindsight bias, then yes, you can absolutely figure out what he was trying to do. That's all you I need love, to do. I love what his own supporters <laughs> are just like, all right. It <laughs> <laughs> makes no sense. I'll grant you that one. Okay. You had me on the doesn't make sense point. Uh, sometimes I'm as baffled as you. <laughs> Can you see? You know what she's doing? Right after she hears him talk, she runs over to her board and like fucking like goodwill hunting equations that shit until she can figure out. She's like reverse engineering what Trump said to be smart. God. And sometimes you got to wait a few days. Yeah. Forget most of it. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, yeah. just excise it most of it. And look into it and do some research. It always makes sense in the end. This man's brilliance. The plan has been in place for 20 years. President Trump. Okay. All right, Tom. How the fuck years. do you have this plan in place? So he, 20 years ago, looked at somebody and said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to run for president and lose the general election. <laughs> and win the electoral college by a slim margin, even though no one thought I was going to win anything. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. 20 I'm, years from yeah. now. Not now. Yeah. Not now. Not this this year. I'm going to try in 2012 and fucking fail. Right. Right. And then I'm going to try again in 2016 and succeed, even though Barely. nobody knows how, yeah, except right. for Russian meddling. <laughs> but, what I'm going to do is count on a statistical yeah. anomaly. Yeah. And I'm going to build the next two decades yeah. of my life. And then I, I'm going I'm to count on... A, a, a statistical anomaly, and B, an outdated way in which we decide somebody gets to be the ruler of the country. <laughs> That's what I'm going to count on. I mean, you know, how do you have to, how do you have to plan this out 20 years ago to be like, I'm going to expose a pedophile ring through Jeffrey Acosta or whatever his name is? <laughs> Jim Acosta, Jeff Acosta, Jeff Epstein. I'm conflating the two of them here, but... Yeah, Alex Acosta and Jeff. Epstein, is it Jeff? Right? Is it Jim Acosta? Alex Acosta? I don't know. Whatever. Alex Acosta, you're right. It's Alex. when I prognosticate about my own life six months in advance. Yeah, I'm always wrong. Always wrong. I one hundred percent of the wrong. time. I'm like, ah, this is what my life was. I'm like, nah, it's just wrong. There used to be a, um, there used to be a thing that you could send your future self an email. I don't know if you remember this. So there's this thing, and it might still exist, where you could send your future self an email. So you type something out and you send yourself a future email. And I did it a couple times. And I got one when I got my master's degree. I had sent myself one ahead of time to congratulate myself on getting a master's degree. Oh, that's cool, actually. Um, but I got it six months early because I had to take extra classes. So I got it six months early. Right. I hadn't actually com completed my master's degree yet. <laughs> I had planned to. But I hadn't gotten there yet. And then I also sent myself Maybe another one. Maybe you just assume you'd finish early, like, I, you know, standard. <laughs> I, I sent myself another one that was uh, for my second master's degree, which I never completed because we started working more diligently on the podcast. And oh, yeah. I dropped out of college the second master's program I was in because I was like, eh, I don't really, like in comparison, I'd much rather be recording with my friend than right. going to class at night. <laughs> so I decided to take, to not do that one. But I got the congratulations from myself for completing my master's degree that I never completed. <laughs> so two times, two times, I was wrong both times. Right. Yeah, I was wrong both times. Yeah, I, I I can't imagine, like six months is a little ridiculous, but if I look at five years yeah. and I think like, 
Yeah, this is the this is my general trajectory. Yeah. Like it doesn't hold the problem is that like our life path doesn't generally hold linear. Yeah. So the idea that somebody can predict all of the different pieces of the fucking weather forecast to get to where sure. we're at now, yeah. 20 years in advance. Yeah. That's not just a brilliant man. That's like that's some fucking next level Borg shit. Like you could you could join all the brains of the world together and not master that shit. The thing is, is like even like things that were somewhat easy to pay attention to and recognize were happening, like the housing crisis, right? right. You had you had predicted the housing crisis a year or two before it actually yeah. happened, right? But the fact is, is like you didn't have enough time to capitalize on it. No. Right? You didn't have enough time no. or, or ability to capitalize on it. You knew it was coming, but you didn't have time or ability to capitalize right. on it. I knew it. generally it was unsustainable and yeah. would collapse. No idea when, when or whatever, fast or right? what the repercussions would be. Right. But, yeah. you know, and maybe somebody maybe knew a little better than that. Right. But, you know, th you think about it, you're just like, even something like that, just like, it's like crazy butterfly effect. One little thing can change yeah. everything. See, so... We can't accurately predict the weather five days I out. I know. Like, we, could you imagine trying to figure out something 20 years in, and a plan to actually that requires you to be president of the United <laughs> States 20 years prior? Your plan is like, yeah, so here's the thing. I plan on being on Mars in 20 right. years. Yeah. What I'll do, you see, is my future self will leverage Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Here's what Twitter will be. Yeah. So <laughs> that's right. Right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Cause it's 1996. Yeah. Or yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to get famous through a TV show that doesn't yet exist. Right. Yeah. Is so many steps ahead of these people, the cabal. It's incredible. Everything he does is, is very strategic. Every move he makes, every appointment he makes, every tweet, he every breath he takes, he'll be watching you. <laughs> But is that creepy? And he will pay you several hundred thousand dollars to do it. So. <laughs> he makes every misspelling in his tweet. <laughs> See now, now you're, now you're trying to put, now you're trying to wave away his misspellings, right. right? You're trying to say that's the genius of him is that he's so smart. He's sending out codes in misspellings. This is astonishing. This is one hundred percent apology. I love this yeah. right now. I love this. That man is brilliant. And everything he does is strategic. And I think she just likes him because they're a similar tone. <laughs> a burnt sienna. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like I mean, like like an like a hot orange. You know? <laughs> yeah, without the hot. Yeah. <laughs> and whenever there's something he does that I can't understand, I just try to give it a few days, and it always makes sense. And I always sit back and I go, "Wow, that man's brilliant." So with Alex, he has resigned. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Oh my gosh, here we go, guys. This is going to be, be amazing. amazing. I need to know how he appointed Alex Acosta and, and made this plan 20 years in advance. So let's, let's, let's figure it out. Now, and a lot of people have been, please make sense. And I always sit back and I go, wow, that man's brilliant. So with Alex, he has resigned now. And a lot of people have been pointing this out. The mainstream media never would have covered Jeffrey Epstein's arrest if they couldn't align him with President Trump. Not true. What? That's not, not even remotely not the case. True. They didn't cover his arrest very in depth because a lot of it was covered up and it felt like another prostitution case. Right. So it didn't feel, because he didn't, it wasn't children, it was prostitution and a lot of that stuff didn't get out. 
investigative journalists had to dig into that years after the fact, and it was reported on by the media. The Miami Herald in particular and Vanity Fair were two places that you could find this before Alex Acosta ever even was, you know, part. This was in 2016 or something like 2015 they reported on this. So it was already in the media. You just didn't know. I didn't know either. Someone also told us about it because I didn't know either. I didn't know about this stuff until a listener turned us on to it. But I, I get what she is suggesting is that I am supposed to believe right now that the mainstream media would not cover the arrest, the rearrest of a billionaire financier accused of multiple counts of human trafficking that would not be raised to the level of scandal or human interest in a post-Me Too era if there wasn't a connection to Donald Trump. That is what she said. Right. As if those stories, when, when, I, when, when people behave badly and they are incredibly rich and powerful and there's a human trafficking and sex element to it, it makes the news. It's a big fucking deal. It's part of our cultural consciousness. The, we are, like I said, we're in this post-Me Too era right now. Like, these are issues that we have decided culturally are important to us. And these issues get raised. If there was no connection to Trump, it would just be all the rest of the parts of the story, which are salacious and awful. The connection to Trump is tenuous. Yeah. It's, and so yeah, far, like, nothing's come of it. Nothing's come of it yet. Um, what I will point out, too, is like, if that's the case, I know you guys watch Fox News. Why wouldn't just Fox News report on it then? If that's the case, right, and it's like not a good left-wing story, then why wouldn't Fox News report on it? And I think it's because she's one of these people who genuinely thinks all the media is a cabal. All the media yeah. oh, is yeah. in there. For sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And having Alex Acosta, who has been aligned with Jeffrey Epstein, and it looks like covered up for Jeffrey Epstein, that enabled the mainstream media to attack Trump due to Jeffrey Epstein's arrest. And so Trump appointed an unethical human being to live and work within him as a cabinet position so that a sex-crazed human trafficking billionaire who got him a sweetheart deal 15 years ago so, so that the media would cover it? What the fucking, what are you talking about right now? That is a weird, what are you convoluted saying? way to have that happen? What? What? It's not even necessary. Yeah. Like if the guy got caught, because like this is the other thing. Like if the guy got caught and he went to prison and nobody knew about it, justice would still be served. Yeah. Like justice is not more served because we all got our fucking uh, piece of skin out of it from being able to vicariously watch this through the media. There's literally nothing to do with whether or not this person was held to account. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, I think you're right. I think the timeline is, is that 20 years ago, he realized there was a, a sex ring with Jeffrey Epstein. And so after that happened, after, I mean, this is 20 years ago, so this is before Epstein's actually charged, because 20 years ago would be 1999. Okay. Right? Yeah, That's 20 right, years. She's right. saying 20 years ago. Yes, so 1999. Right. Epstein doesn't get charged by the fucking government until 2006, I think it was. And then 2008 was when he was actually in jail, right? So seven years before <laughs> Epstein actually gets charged, right. 
Trump sees that he could use Acosta somehow, who may or may not even been a state's attorney for Florida at the time, somehow use him to, I, how the fuck? Okay, let's, 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 let's get rid of the 20 years and say that maybe she's generalizing and saying just 20 years is a round number of when this all started. You still would have to believe that Trump said, that guy's an immoral piece of shit who helped a human trafficker get a sweetheart deal. I'm going to catch them both and burn their houses down. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to hire yeah. the worst person. I'm going to marry myself what? to this guy. Right. I'm going to say, this is my guy. What? No. Wh it, again, this is all just me saying, well, how can I change everything that happened right. to make it look like my guy isn't a fucking complete buffoon who <laughs> hired a guy who gave a pedophile a sweetheart deal. Right? The money is mine. I have the money. The money is mine. I got it for the first time. I got the money. Hey, sir? Are you all right? So this story comes from uh, BBC News. Trump uses veto to unblock $8 billion weapons sale to Saudi Arabia. Um, this is a big deal. This is a real big deal. The U.S. president has vetoed resolutions in Congress to block the sale of $8.1 billion worth of weapons to Saudi Arabia and the UAE. So both chambers of the House, both, both chambers both of Congress, chambers, I'm sorry, chambers. they voted to block the sale. Yeah. Trump has exercised his veto power rarely in the course of his administration. And he vetoed that resolution to push the sale of weapons to Saudi Arabia because for some fucking crazy reason, we cannot get enough of Saudi Arabia's dick in our mouth. It's one of those things where they're like, we're gagging and our mascara is running. <laughs> we're still trying to fit the whole thing in there. Um, what, what is crazy to me is that we're experiencing something now that feels like, you know, if you start paying attention to all the other stories that have come out about Saudi Arabia, especially that Kushner thing where they're they're trying to get things through a fast track to give them nuclear technology to fast track that stuff. Right. And they're like, no, we can't do that. And they're like, no, we need to fast track and we need to get them that stuff right away. I think it's pretty obvious if you look at how Trump is treating certain people across the globe and certain certain countries across the globe, it feels pretty obvious to me that he's doing things that are well within his best interest, but not within the best interest of the country. Oh, oh my God. You like, know? He's cozying up to dictators. Yeah. And these are people who are very rich, very wealthy. There's ties to him trying to make money here in a couple of different places. And you know, it's it's really obvious. It feels really obvious that he's not acting in the United States' best interest. And the reason why they're voting against this is because they're saying well, we don't want to give them weapons because they might use them in Yemen, which is something we're all already just like that's not a good going on over there. No, it's an atrocity. Like we need more of this shit over there. Yeah. Like well, it's it's we have we have no. I don't think we have for a long time, but there we've we've reached a point, Cecil, where I think any pretense that America has any kind of moral high ground that it can strike in international affairs, any pretense that that is at this point completely battered and lost, right? right? We, we can say some things we know are true now, which I think we've been, many people may be reluctant to admit, and I think we have told a different narrative around, right? 
One is we do not care about human rights violations. We don't care about genocides. We are unwilling to act. There, there's this bullshit phrase that gets tossed around all the time that we're the policeman of the world. Right. We've yeah. never been the policeman of the world. Maybe never. We've never, not one time, have we acted really as the policeman to the world. And that's evident because we only intervene when our national yeah. best interests are at stake. Yes. That's not what the Monetarily, poli the police don't yeah. only like show up when their house is getting robbed. Yeah. Right. We aren't the policeman of the world. We weren't the policeman when there was a genocide in Yugoslavia. We weren't the, the, the policeman when there was a genocide in Rwanda. We're not the policeman when there's a genocide in Yemen. We show up when and where it suits our national best interests. We, we don't go adventuring around the globe for the sake of democracy sure. and to take yeah. down ruthless dictators. We could give a fuck. We know we could give a fuck because we keep not caring. And we look at something like Saudi Arabia and we say like, yeah, all right, well, we're cozying up to Saudi Arabia. Well, it's an atrocious regime. It's, it's, it is incredibly immoral. It's one of the most immoral regimes currently in power on the planet. They sawed an American citizen apart. They sawed him apart. Khashoggi. Oh, oh, yes, yeah. They yeah, I'm sawed sorry. him yes. in, like, it's a yes. magic trick. Yeah, yeah, right. They right, made him right. disappear. Yeah. <laughs> That's the magic trick. Are you sure they didn't turn him into a rabbit? Yeah. And then saw the rabbits apart? The rabbit. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. That's one of those things that, you know, you you have a guy who's who's speaking out against, against this administration and against that administration, and then he goes up missing. Yep. Well, not so much missing as cut into tiny pieces with a bone saw that they checked in their fucking bag yeah. to come through into Turkey. And we know they did it. We have, we have audio conversations. This is not a controversial thing that we're saying at this point. We don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like we don't give a fuck. We've never given a fuck. We're at a place with Saudi Arabia where we are saying like, we, we have no, there's no way to avoid saying, I think at this point, that the United States official policy on the Middle East is if it's convenient and economically advantageous, then those are our friends. Yep. And yep. if it is That's inconvenient exactly it. or not economically advantageous, then those are our enemies. And there is no moral difference. There is no uh, ethical standard that is applied. We don't give two shits about any of it. We'll watch all these fucking people burn and starve and die and we don't care, and it doesn't matter. And if you think it's different, go to Yemen. Yeah, go to Yemen. Go to, like you said, Rwanda is a perfect example of we that. We don't bro. care. We don't care. We don't care. We didn't care then. We're not going to care now. There's so many places we never cared. So, Tom, right now, our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. And, and AdamandEve.com, I just want to mention, if you like to fuck. If you don't. Really? Yeah. But if you like huh. to fuck and yeah. you like to get fucked, AdamandEve.com is a great sponsor for this show because they provide oils and lubes and things to fuck with and things to get fucked with and things to put on stuff and things to put under stuff, <laughs> things to put around stuff. I mean, you basically can pack that shit in airtight wherever you want. <laughs> and the nice thing is with the uh, code GLORY at checkout, you won't get fucked on the price. Exactly. Because <laughs> you get 50% off almost any item at adamandeve.com. You get a ton of free gifts. You get free DVDs or something for you, something for her. Something for both of you guys. No sex swing right now. Yeah, no, no sex, sex swing. swing. But free shipping. Free so shipping. We get to swing it out to you that way <laughs> instead. You get free. All you have to do is enter Gloria Checkout. You'll get all that stuff. And fucking has never been so fun. This story comes from the Moscow Times. This is fucked. Russian LGBT activist killed after being listed on Saw-inspired gay hunting site. 
So this is absolutely nuts. There's a site, um, in, and there's a site in Russia where people put suspected homosexuals' names and information up for people to hunt those people down and fuck them up and kill them. Yeah. Well, and, fuck them up, I think, <clears throat> is, the, is, the, is the plan, to beat their ass, right. beat them up. And in this case, they fucking killed this guy. Well, this girl, I don't know. You see, the, I think the headline's technically right, right? It says, Russian LGBT activist killed after being listed on Saw-inspired gay hunting site. But as if you read the article at the bottom, it says... On Thursday, uh, an, an investigative committee had, committee had detained a 38-year-old native from Kyr Kyrgyzstan as a main suspect. Investigators said that they had evidence to prove that her death was the result of a dis domestic dispute, dispute, and she had been familiar with the suspect. So technically, it is correct. Okay, she, I missed She that. was put in there, yeah, and then she was killed, right? After she was put in there, she was killed, but that doesn't connect. Yeah, one doesn't two, necessarily right? lead to the next. But it doesn't stop me from saying, holy shit, you have a site right. where you can just target people that are a minority, that are a, a targeted minority, and you could just target them, put their names in there, and then people go out and try to find them and beat them up? That's yeah. a horror. It's, it's, it is the fucking worst. And it, it, the idea that you would... We talked about like doxing and like why doxing is such a like valueless, mean-spirited, cruel thing to do, right? right? And this is like, this is that on steroids. Yeah. You know, to maintain a, a sort of list of people whose actions in no way affect you. In no way. They have, they, have no, they have no force and effect. Like somebody's gay, somebody's a lesbian, somebody's bi, somebody's whatever. Like it cannot possibly matter to you except for just this idea that people are going to maintain a database of people they want to hurt. Yeah. There's, there's a cruelty in that that is, I don't know how you get there. Like, it feels like identifying, I, I am making this comparison on purpose, it feels like identifying the Jews. Right. Right? Right. It feels like saying we are going to compile a list of our enemies so that they can be dealt with. And all these are is people, these are just people whose sexual interest isn't the same, presumably, or is more like yours that you're willing to be yeah, comfortable right. you know, with. Yeah, it's more like yours. <clears throat> What's interesting is that this also, to me, could be a horrible way to out someone too, right? Like that's something in the United States that, you know, if you out somebody, it's a really bad thing, especially somebody who's not out and then you out them. Right really bad, horrible thing to do to somebody, right? To out somebody. But in this case, it's doubly worse, right? You could be outed and then hunted for it. And the other problem is like, it's already the most dangerous game. Yeah. So you know, yeah. like this. <laughs> How much for the little girl? The women. How much for the women? What? Your women, I, I, I want to buy your women, the little girl, your daughters. Sell them to me. Sell me your children. Mater D. Better D, you, how much for your wife? <laughs> yeah, this story is some bullshit. It's from OP India. <clears throat> Jakarand, court rejects bail of baby selling nun. Church portal calls it sectarian hatred. Um, this is fucking bullshit. So these children, these at-risk, at-need fucking children um, were basically being human trafficked. That's what this is. It's maybe yeah. not sexual human yeah. trafficking, 
But selling people is human trafficking. Sure. Like there's Absolutely. lots of different kinds Absolutely. of human trafficking. And this woman got arrested. Like the, the, the nun got arrested, right? The nun belonged to the missionaries of charity. And the missionaries, course, missionaries of charity, by the way, linked to Mother Teresa. She was, that was her, that was her. Is order. that, yeah. yeah. So the court was like, yeah, we're not going to fucking grant you bail on this. Yeah. And the church's position is like, this is based on sectarian hatred. Yeah. I think it's based on the hatred of human trafficking. Right. Baby right. selling. Right. Like, what? She's selling, she's selling these babies for a couple thousand dollars a piece. Yep. I don't know if you saw, but it was like four different babies they're suspecting now. And I didn't know what this site was. So I went and looked it up on, uh, and it is, a, there's a Washington Post article for this. Cause I was like, I've never heard of this other thing, but there's a Washington Post article I found. They didn't talk about the rejection of the bail, but this is the original article we'll post on this site, on this week's show notes where it talks about, you know, this is a, a nun from Mother Sisters, uh, Mother Teresa's charity. Well, Mother Teresa, not a great track record already. Right. Right. But um, selling an infant for $1,740 in the Northeast city. So $1,740 uh, she sold an infant for. Um, that's what she's accused of. Uh, they, that comes out to be 100,000 to 1,200 or 120,000 rupees. Uh, they sold the baby to a couple and that baby was less than a month old straight from the hospital. Jesus, um, thing's still fresh. I know, right? It's it, you could it still's got that sticker. I just have to ski, like type in the produce code for it. God you damn, know, it's got the, the new baby smell still on it. That's <laughs> that's a stinky smell, by the Is way. It? People love the smell of new baby. It's like I'll take new car. Like I'll take the seventeen hundred and forty dollars any day of the week. <laughs> I guess that's like what I'm to, saying. I'll take a bag full of seventeen hundred and forty singles and smell that. No, I won't actually. <laughs> money smells disgusting. Money does stink. Money like stinks hell. like shit. Yeah. Money's money's the worst. Money. I mean, I still awful. rather smell that than like my firstborn. But yeah. still, <laughs> of course you would. It stinks <laughs> <laughs> because money doesn't shit. Yeah, because you're firstborn, you have to throw that money out the door. <laughs> basically, here we go. Let's check it. But it it is crazy that you know we have there's. There's nuns that are selling babies. Again, this is another opportunity for these cute people to be like, right. you know, I mean, here's your, here's your example of someone selling. Now, I know they're not selling them. It doesn't sound like they're selling it to a pedophile ring, but the way it's worded in these two articles, it sounds like they're, these people are trying to skip the adoption process. Yeah. The adoption process is long and arduous and they want to just skip it. Um, so they're just trying to like, hey, you know, this lady's walking around. She's like, hey, you want to buy a baby? <laughs> she's got a baby in, a in her trench coat. Yeah, so, <laughs> so you know, I don't know. But like, that that's what it sounds like from the article. It doesn't sound like the same thing that they're saying. But again, it's a horror. It doesn't stop it from being horrible, right? Right. You know, you, there's, there's a reason you go through those channels. You go through those channels so you can be checked up on and all those other things. That, that's why all those checks in, are in place for you to get an adoption. Right. It's not so you can walk to the back fucking storeroom and nobody knows who you are and all you just, the only qualifier is you saved up $1,740. I'll take one of those babies that no one's using. Yeah. What's okay? You got a baby no one's using back there? We have a lot of those, it yeah. turns out. We got in a lot. India? We got a lot of those babies. We got a lot of those babies all over the world. Right? Are you kidding me? We got oh, a lot no of babies shit. we aren't using. This is not an occult science. This is not one of those crazy uh, systems of uh, divination and astrology. That stuff's hooey, and you got to have a screw loose to go in for that sort of thing. Our, our, our beliefs are fairly commonplace and simple to understand. Humankind is simply materialized color operating on the 49th vibration. You would uh, make that conclusion walking down the street or going to the store. 
This story comes from mycentraljersey.com. Longtime Linden minister used oral sex in exorcism ritual, men claim. Presbyterian minister with deep ties to Union County stands accused of using oral sex in exorcism rituals on victims seeking his counseling. This is very much what it sounds like, oh, yeah. man. Yeah. But like, it's super bizarre the way he like groomed. So there's like, there were these men and their stories are actually pretty sad. Like they're, they're going through hard times. Yeah. They're going through real hard times. And they're using the church for some kind of therapy almost. Which, thank you. Because, yeah. you know, th this is part of the problem of the unqualified, untested, incapable minister, preacher, whatever, playing at therapists right. when they have absolutely no right to do that. Or ability. Right. Yeah. They, and they, they have no right because they didn't go through any of the processes sure. that people who actually do this for a living have to go through. They're not accredited. Yeah. They're not educated. They're, they're no more... They're like, it's it's like fucking Dear Abby. Sure. Right? It's just somebody who's like, sure. I, I give advice. These people were like broken and they were hurting. And they went to this guy and he saw an opportunity and he groomed these people. Yeah. And he started off like, oh, first I'll break out this like suitcase of like feathers and gemstones. Yeah. And like he combined his like Presbyterian shit with like Native American rituals. Yeah, like voodoo shit. Yeah. And then eventually it's like, oh, my pants are chafing me too. Yeah. And like these dudes were like <laughs> taking their drawers off and he's like, you know where the demon is? Where it always is in your penis. I'm going to turn you into one of those party things that goes, <laughs> and just yeah, it's just it, that's what he did. He just he just climbed right in, and uh, I guess he's just trying to tame those demons as best he could. <laughs> and then he did this and, weird like parlor trick where like yeah, these guys like yeah. come in his mouth, and then like he's like that was cool. I got to blow that dude. He was like, <laughs> hold on a minute. I mean, there was a piece of metal in there, and like he holds up like like uh, what's it called the the, the ritual healing? No, the oh. fake. The, the like the voodoo surgery shit. Yeah, like the the, yeah. the 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 where they palm the thing and then they yeah then yeah they take it and they pretend that they're digging in your body and they're actually just palming chicken guts or whatever. Right, they like break a and blood they, bag yeah, and, and then they pull out all this stuff and they're like, look at all these chicken parts that were in you and you're like, but I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> well, how did a chicken get in there? Like they just crawl in your mouth when you sleep, I guess, <laughs> like an earwig or something. Did you know you yeah. eat seven chickens over the yeah. course of your lifetime while you're sleeping? That's <laughs> <laughs> the, other, the other day, someone was reading to me uh, two sentence horror stories. And uh, one of the horror stories was, they say you eat seven spiders in the course of your lifetime or something like that, yeah. in the course of a year um, while you sleep. But they never tell you about the creature that feeds them to you. <laughs> uh, That's great. But uh, but yeah, the uh, the he did one of those like like... I don't know, like fucking sleight of hand things where he's like, oh, look, there happened to be a corkscrew in your penis. Or <laughs> he's pulling, he's pulling like, he's pulling big, like bunches of like hankies out of his, the tied up hankies out of his mouth after he blows the guy. And they just keep coming and coming. He's pulling the hankies out. He's pulling out in there was like a ring and then a ball and a fucking juggling club in there. <laughs> Chainsaw. <laughs> All right, I knew I came, but I didn't come that <laughs> hard. He's like, I bobbed for this last year. How's <laughs> <laughs> that still in there? Uh, That's Jesus. an impressive wet spot. I think I, <laughs> wow. Jeez. Yeah, if you're bobbing for apples in the wet spot, that's just a, <laughs> that's lot. a lot. That's a lot. That's, yeah. that's unappealing. Yeah.
That that's means just, that means somebody wore a sexy costume that Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Someone was a slutty nurse. <laughs> So that's going to wrap it up for this week. Remember to put on your calendars, uh, August 25th. Uh, we are going to be doing a live stream. Also, we'll be thanking our patrons, not next week, but the following week. Uh, but we want to thank you for hanging out with us today. And we'll be back next week. Uh, but before we leave, you're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptics Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information, and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.